When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind villager and begged Jesus for a healing. Jesus led the blind person by the hand to the outskirts of the village. When he had spat on the person's eyes and laid hands on them, Jesus asked, Do you see anything? The blind one answered, I see people, but they look like trees walking around. Then Jesus laid hands on the eyes a second time, and the villager was restored to clear and distinct sight. I invite you now to begin using your imagination to enter into this gospel story. But instead of using your imagination to jump back 2,000 years ago to the time of Jesus, I invite you to use your imagination to enter into a story that Carly is going to tell. A story that might make this gospel story come alive in a new way. I once had an unexpected encounter that profoundly impacted my way of seeing the world. And I would love to tell you about it. So get comfortable for a moment and let me share with you a story of a woman I once met in an airport. It was one of those days in the airport where everyone is a shambles. Everyone was in a huff and upset about something. Flights were canceled, gates kept changing, and there never seemed to be quite enough seating for those who wanted it. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind villager and begged Jesus for a healing. Kids were screaming, parents were screaming, adults were screaming, employees were screaming. Needless to say, my introverted spirit was overstimulated and exhausted. I simply leaned up against a pillar and fumbled for some crumbled up granola bar in the bottom of my bag, hoping my flight would not continue to be delayed much longer. Jesus led the blind person by the hand to the outskirts of the village. And that's when I first noticed her. This peaceful, older woman, walking ever so slowly around the terminal. Unlike everyone else who sped around, looking down at their phones or up at the monitors around the terminal. She seemed to be scanning the crowd, actually looking at the other people in the space. I watched her take a lap and another, walking almost slower than seemed appropriate and very unconcerned with any sort of destination. I was certain she was doing more than just trying to get her steps in for the day. As she started to pass me for a third time, 
I timed my trip to the trash can to throw away my granola bar wrapper just perfectly so that I would intersect her orbit. As I got close to her, I interrupted her sweet moseying and said, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but are you just taking laps around the terminal or what? <laughs> you seem so at peace, I guess. She responded with the exact words I was hoping to hear. She said, do you have a minute? I can tell you about it. When Jesus had spat on the person's eyes and laid hands on them, Jesus asked, do you see anything? <sighs> she went on to tell me, that every time she goes to the airport, she has this little practice that helps her not only pass the time, but also tune into her surroundings and develop a little compassion for the chaos. She said, you have to do at least three laps, but sometimes I do more if I feel like it. On the first lap, she said, I simply go slow and try to take note of all the people along the loop I'm walking. I look around and pick out certain people who stand out to me. The guy in the denim jacket, the woman with twin toddlers, the kid in the oversized shoes, the couple resting their heads on each other, and so on and so on. I just take them in as much as I can. Do you see anything? I see people. She went on to tell me that the second lap is where the real interesting part of the practice starts. She said, as I make my way around again, I pick out those same people, the ones I had noticed before. But this time I use a little imagination as I slowly walk and gaze upon them, I try and imagine the pain they are carrying, all the hard stuff in their life. Maybe the guy in the denim jacket is going through a nasty divorce, and the woman with the toddlers is in the long, tricky foster care process. The kid in the oversized shoes is moving across country and missing all of his friends and the couple resting their heads on each other isn't quite sure how they are going to pay rent next month. She said, I don't know any of this for sure, of course, but we all have stuff going on, so I just imagine it. I see people, but they look like trees walking around. She then told me about the third and final lap, where it all comes together. She said, So I do one more lap, as I carry all the burdens I've just witnessed, and I gaze lovingly upon those same people again for a third time. But this time, I imagine what is uniquely beautiful about them. 
what their individual, irreplaceable contribution to this world is. I try to bask in just how undeniably lovely they are. So perhaps the guy in the denim jacket runs the best and most gentle daycare program out there, and the woman with the twin toddlers takes care of her community garden, and the kid with oversized shoes just recently learned a few new jokes that can make even the toughest person smile with delight, and the couple with their heads rested on each other is simply doing the hard work of loving each other in profoundly wonderful ways that will change the course of their lives forever. Then Jesus laid hands on the eyes a second time, and the villager was restored to clear and distinct sight. She finished by saying, once I've done my three laps, I feel a little bit more at home here and a little less anxious about the fact that I didn't get the seat I wanted on the plane or whatever. I now find myself following in this woman's deliberately slow footsteps each time I am also at the airport. That encounter not only provided me with a meaningful spiritual practice for reducing anxiety and enriching compassion, but also I think what she was really teaching me was the gift of learning how to see with deep sight. In our gospel story, the first healing brings the person to an awareness of people's pain. But that's not the full story of any of us, is it? And so, Jesus does a deeper level healing to bring the person to a deep sight, an awareness of the fullness of each person, an awareness of their own fullness. Just like the woman making laps in the airport, the person is healed to the point of being able to experience more fullness. And so I invite you into the following reflection. Are there people or groups of people whom you encounter and often only see as suffering or in need? often only see their pain and or their needs and deficits and nothing else. So I invite you to begin using your imagination to see who comes to mind. Maybe it's just one person. Or maybe it's a group of people. A group of people that you may have a stereotype about. And just take a moment to imagine being in front of that person or persons.
see what do you hear what do you smell sort of taste in your mouth and notice how your body feels in this person or person's presence deficit is in that person or persons that you are having trouble seeing past. Just name it. And it's so human to see this way. And I want you to imagine that this Jesus person However you imagine Jesus shows up and maybe is next to you in this scene. How is Jesus seeing this person or persons? Just pay attention to Jesus here in the scene. anything that is different about the way he is seeing and might you be invited to see the way he is seeing perhaps to see with this deep sight Jesus invites you to see what is uniquely beautiful about them, to imagine their individual, irreplaceable contribution to this world. Is there anything you'd like to say to Jesus about this? Go ahead and take a moment to say it. And how does Jesus respond to you, if at all? some deep sight. And none of this is to dismiss the very real pain and suffering that each person carries. Rather, this invitation to deep sight is about being able to hold multiple things true at once. 
but especially to begin to see assets in places where we might often only see what we perceive as deficits. So I'll give you a few more moments to just keep attempting to see with some of this deep sight. And if those persons or that person is still in front of you in your imagination, I invite you to make any gesture toward them that you would like or to offer any words. exercise with an embodiment practice. Energy is constantly flowing through you, even when you're resting, especially when you're resting. Sit still for a moment and just feel the parts of you that light up. They may even want to move, they are so full of energy. full of bones and nerves. 
trees and little interstitial spaces for fluid to pass? Do you even realize how much of your body it occupies? It is there holding you and twisting you and bending you. Feel the fullness of your spine for a moment. It is so sturdy and so flexible, just like you. Your stomach is full, the core of nourishment. Your mind is full of thoughts and worries and dreams and imaginations and plans and concerns and perceptions that special little treat you've been planning for that beloved person in your life. So full. And your heart, oh, your heart, it seems to hold so much without ever being too full. All that blood it pumps and sorrows it mourns and mushy gushy memories and a whole bunch of aches and longings oh your heart so full it could burst but it just rhythmically beats along and generously shares with the rest of you see if you can slow down and feel its beat You are full, full of warmth, the warmth of a cozy jacuzzi. Feel the warmth of your face and stomach and thighs. You are full of love, so much that it overflows out of you to those around you more than you even know. Just think of one way that you gave love today. You are so full. Such a profoundly full and beautiful human being. Sit for a moment and feel the fullness of your body in this world. Your fullness is so needed.